Okay. It is Monday on the CXM experience. And as always, I'm here with Neha, my breath yogi. Hi, Neha. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? It's uh, been an interesting, tough week. Tough week. Yeah. We did our last episode on the, what's going on in India that continues to be mm. challenging. But I know that you're in there working with the teams. That's great. I really want to applaud you for all that work. I know it's making a huge difference. Yeah, no, it's been very heartwarming to see just how everyone's coming together and supporting each other. And um, you know what? It's a hard time, but human race is resilient. And I think we'll get through it together. Yeah, well, at Sprinkler, we always say that we treat each other like family. And this is a really good example of where we're doing that. Mm. And, you know, as an ELT, uh, we constantly ask ourselves, are we doing this as a family? Are we doing this in the Sprinkler way? Challenging ourselves continuously about it. It's a very uh, interesting and uh, very motivating moment to see how company values and company culture uh, come into play when there's a crisis. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So today, I think you had sort of made a request that I talk about something inspirational. So I, I have a, I have kind of a story that mm-hmm. I think is kind of interesting. That's and uh, I'll sort of share that with you. Sort of be my inspirational story for the day. And it's not one that I've actually talked about before. So this will be new. And I've never structured this story before. So um, we'll sort of see how this kind of comes out of my brain. It'll be an interesting, okay. it'll be interesting to see how it rolls out here. Okay. Well, just, everyone okay. buckle up, buckle up. Cause you know, we don't do, we don't, we don't really edit this show. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, that's the first thing. And then we're going to go to an inspirational breath exercise, uh, with you, uh, for people that are looking for inspiration, Neha is going to help us think about breathing in a way to drive inspirational thinking, which I'm really looking forward to. Not that I necessarily need inspirational thinking. I feel very inspired every day. Mm -hmm. I'm motivated by the people I work with. Really, really having some incredible experiences with customers. Incredibly motivating. Uh, And I'm surrounded by uh, motivating people in my personal life. But uh, you can always breathe better. I'm looking forward to doing this exercise with you today. So you want to hear my story? Yeah. And like, by the way, I I thought of you this week because I'm working with some sales teams to kind of like curate like the QBR uh, meeting. And I was like, you know what? We should think about it as an experience. And I thought of you. I was like, we need to think of this meeting as an experience. So I was like, I should talk to grad about that but thank you for you know making us think of the experience yeah well that that is essentially my job and i uh, is a great great job because every day i'm meeting new people who are focused on obsessed with and thinking about experience experiences Mm. the new brand or or realizing that their brand is essentially the sum of the experiences that the stakeholders have with it and then really knowing that uh, really understanding the experience track that everyone is on is going to lead to the brand value and i think one thing that people kind of you know one thing i guess that people get fooled about is they have a brand that they want to project to the world. Mm. 
but that's just what they want to project. They're not really thinking about what people are saying about them. And the reality of a brand is a brand is what people say about you, not what you say about yourself. And being able to measure and understand what people say about you is critical to really understanding your brand. And what people say about you is essentially their reactions to the experience that you've given them. So the experience someone has with a brand is the reaction they have to that brand is the brand itself. And that is a very much an outside in way of thinking about brands that's newer because we have tended to think inside out as companies based on what we want. And we project that out and we broadcast it. This is a bit of the broadcast mentality, the broadcast mindset from the 20th century and the 21st century, which is a conversational mindset. You have to remember that you are the sum of what people say about you. So how you behave is what causes people to say things about you, and that becomes your brand. And it's a very interesting inside-out perspective that I'm, I'm really enjoying landing this with people. People like it a lot. Yeah, no, and it was amazing because I think in this virtual world, I think even if people are thinking about experience, it's hard, right? It's also an opportunity to be creative. Now, how do you deliver like a quarterly business review meeting, which is engaging, and makes people feel fired up. Like we can't just think about the agenda. We have to think about the experience, right? So it's creative. So thank you for that. And maybe I'm going to offline this with you, but I'm enjoying it. It's it's like quite a creative process. It's, uh, It's making me think outside the box. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, let me tell you my inspiring story. So my inspiring story is about my sister. Okay. I don't think I've ever talked about my sister on the podcast before. You've she talked about your brother. My brother? Yeah. Okay. My, I talked about my brother. He's doing some pretty cool stuff. But my mm. sister's really cool as well. I'm very blessed to have two amazing siblings. And uh, I don't think she listens to this. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> say, I'll just say whatever I want to say. It's just, it's oh. actually great. Most of my family don't listen. So I can sort of at will say what I like. Uh, it's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> so, so my sister, my sister's a very interesting person. So she's uh, she lives in Toronto, in Canada. Mm. Toronto's the largest city in Canada, and she's for most of her career. She started her career in marketing and was in marketing for a long time, and then made a decision that she wanted to actually be closer to people. Didn't want to sit at a desk and. She felt like she was just withering away and not really having very much fun. And she wanted to be out there and sort of be part of it. And so she went into food service and she became a bartender, wow. uh, which, mm. you know, it's, it's an interesting move. I mean, a lot of people would be like, why would you go from an office job to be a bartender? But she loved it. And she did some incredible stuff, met a ton of really cool people. And by all accounts and measures, is an excellent bartender. Uh, and worked in a whole bunch of different establishments. And actually with one, uh, the Firkin company, she went around the world opening Firkin bars in all sorts of different locations uh, across North nice. America and outside the country as well. And and just had this, you know, pretty, pretty cool lifestyle. And she she became very, very good cook because she was around people cooking all the time and <laughs> knows how to make things. And just, uh, whenever I'm making something new for dinner, I'll call her up and I'll... Say, hey, listen, I'm wow. 
Mm. I'm doing like buttermilk chicken tonight. <laughs> like, tell me what spices I should be putting in it. And, and she's, of course, there's a little bit of translation because you know, she's like a cook that just like, well, you put a little bit of this, you put a little bit of that. I don't know if you're feeling it like this way, if you're feeling it that way. Like, feeling it. Yeah. You know, like, come on. What are you talking about? I need a recipe here. Yeah. Anyway, so she's, but she's very good. And we, we've had some really fun interactions, especially over the last mm. year since COVID sort of came into being and spent a lot more time talking to her and connecting with her. Um, of course, you know, obviously COVID's had a huge impact on her career mm, yeah. and, you know, like a massive impact, because, yeah. particularly in Toronto where, you know, I'm not going to get into the political issues, but the human issue of what's happening in Canada is pretty horrible as well. Uh, though Canada is the worst in the developed world and is behind many a uh, of what you would consider uh, less developed countries in terms of vaccinations. Um, the way they're doing it is a mess. Mm. And countries in shambles when it comes to its response to COVID. And there's a whole bunch of good reasons for that, but uh, and everyone's blaming everybody, but in, in kind of classic Canadian fashion. Um, but the, the matter, the fact of the matter is that it's a disaster from a vaccination standpoint. Uh, so they're still in lockdown in Toronto and in many other places. And so basically COVID started, uh, let's see, it was about just a bit, a bit over a year ago, right? Middle of March. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, the, as soon as the lockdown happened, the owner of the restaurant where she was working and they had been working really hard to make this restaurant successful. And they were at that point where she could just feel they were turning the corner. They were, they were about to, uh, you know, people are coming back. They were getting regulars. They had like heavy, heavy Christmas bookings. Things were starting to really look up, and it was really getting to that momentum point where the restaurant starts to become a thing in the neighborhood. And the owner decided to not only shut down for the lockdown, but actually permanently close the restaurant. So she didn't Man. just temporarily mm-hmm. lose her job. She she lost her restaurant and obviously nowhere else to go. And suddenly she found herself completely without work and completely without income. Now, the thing about my sister, and one of the things I'm proudest of about her, she's incredibly independent and amazingly self-reliant, sometimes maybe a bit too much, like she never wants anything ever. And it's really hard to buy presents for someone like that, but she's very independent and mm. very sort of stands on her own two feet, but this is going to make it very difficult. Now, the unemployment insurance system in Canada did kick in. So people were able to get a little bit of money, but it's hardly what you'd want to live on. So what did she do? And this is where I I think this is an inspiring story. And many of her friends tell her that she's like the good story that came out of COVID. Like whenever they talk about something that potentially positive happened during COVID time, they'll talk about my sister Meredith. And what she uh, did is she decided to change careers. And she's always had a green thumb. And we actually come from a very green thumb family. Uh, my, my grandmother famously uh, could plant anything and have it grow. We, we once jokingly would say that she could put a broomstick in the ground and it would, it would sprout. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. We, she actually did put like a stick like that in the ground once as a stake and it started blooming. <laughs> and it grew? Like it was, wow. And it grew. Yeah. It was like, it's, it's, wow. it's like bizarre. Um, and my mom uh, had that. Although I will say my mom has uh, more recently stopped gardening. And I, I scolded her the other day because 
um, my grandmother would not have stopped. So my mom needs to snap the garden gloves back on, get on the waders and get back out there. Um, but I'll save that for another, we'll save that for another podcast. So, uh, so Meredith obviously comes from a line of people who know how to plant things and know how to grow things and like to be in the dirt and like to help things grow mm. and like to make things. And, um, my grandmother had a garden, she pickled, she put things away for the winter. She was like, yeah. her, she must've had a negative carbon footprint. There's no way that they, <laughs> they had any kind of carbon footprint. There's self-sustaining household. Mm-hmm. So Meredith uh, has been planting and kind of putting things in her garden on her balcony. Uh, she has an apartment in Toronto and she grows things and, you know, tomatoes and different sort of vegetables. And she has this sort of whole kind of cultivation that she's been doing. And she thought to herself, you know, there's nothing happening in food service and who knows if, when, or whenever it comes back. And she was right on this one. I think at the time, a lot of people thought month or two. Mm, yeah. uh, Meredith was like, this could be a while. Mm. And that's kind of, I was kind of coaching her, this is going to take a while. And so she's like, I'm going to switch careers and I'm going to go into gardening. Mm, nice. That was smart. Well, it's a pretty big shift. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like it's not like, you know, no one goes, well, what would you do after, you know, mm. being a really world-class bartender for 20 years? Oh, I'm going to become a gardener. Like it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, it's, like not a, totally it's not a natural no evolution, relation. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she, I don't know how she did this, but she found a group of people who are mostly in the lawn maintenance business, but were looking to expand into the gardening business, mm-hmm. pitched herself and they bought it and now she's got this flourishing gardening business wow. attached to this lawn and she does lawns and she's doing gravel and she's planting beds and she's removing wow. hydrangeas and she's putting in plants and she's setting up people's gardens and now they've got a business now and oh, wow. um, people who are moving want to have a better looking garden she's like setting that kind of stuff up but it's like it's just it's actually kind of amazing she's done this entire career shift and now she's taking courses at the uh at a university in toronto called ryerson and she's nice. taking courses on on uh architect you know the um the architecture of planting and flowers and horticulture and all that kind of stuff so she's now studying in the field and wow. uh, really making quite a what a story that's that's incredible and like i was thinking as you were thinking as you were speaking i was like grad you should you need to help her like start a youtube channel or something like i want to consult with her i think one of the (laughs) industries that has done well is like everybody has a plant now everybody has a house plant and i want to start a garden i want to start a kitchen garden but i have no idea how to do it and there's just so much, so much out there. I think she needs to start something like um, like a YouTube channel or like a school, Meredith School for Home Gardens or something That's like that. That's a good idea. Home I think gardening that would be, school, yeah. Like well, I she does, and she does have some clever home hacks. You know, she's like, she makes a lot of, she makes all her own meals. And she's uh, great, as I said, she's a great cook. And, but she always has a little leftover. And so what she'll do is she'll, Put that, uh, she has a freezer set up in such a way that there's one flat area in the freezer. And then she'll take that food and stick it into a Ziploc bag and seal it. And she puts it in the freezer flat and flattens it out and waits until it freezes. And then now she can pull it out and she can turn it like a book. 
and she shelves it like a book. And so she's got like wow. shelves of frozen dinners in a row. That's actually, interesting. I know, really clever <laughs> idea. Um, but anyway, she's she's great. Anyway, so so that my oh, inspiring God. story is like, man, I guess the way I might, and you know, and Meredith's not, she's not twenty two. You know, she's she's you know. You know, later in life, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sort of say how old she is specifically <laughs> in case she does hear this. But she's, she's not, just not. Mm. She's, she's been bartending for 20 years. It gives you an idea mm. right there. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, she's, she's not like, you know, like just kind of out of school. And I think, well, sometimes people get into a mindset where, well, it's too late to change. You know, it's too late to change anything. I'm just, I'm stuck doing this. I don't know how to do anything else. People say that all the time. Don't know how to do anything else. And I, I. I always beg to differ. We're human beings are very adaptable, pretty smart. And I just like to say, hey, you know, anyone can change careers anytime. My sister did. And, you know, I will say, I think the most important thing about it is she is loving, loving what she's doing. Yeah. Loving it. She's a totally, I mean, she, she comes home, she's tired. I mean, she's physically tired at the end of these long days, but she's, and she's like sweating up a storm while she's out there, but she's <laughs> loving what she's doing. She's got a real mm. sense of accomplishment. Uh, it's a great COVID job because you're not near anybody. No human beings are near you. Uh, it's one of the few industries that's not locked down. You don't have to take a break. So they've been able to work continuously the whole time. Garden centers are still open. So it's been a brilliant move. It's been a brilliant move. So anyways, that's my yeah. inspiring story oh, for that's, the day. So right. that's, it's that's... never too late to do what you want. And no one ever give, give up on a dream. And sometimes when an opportunity presents itself, take advantage of it. Yeah. And I mean, just the fact that she took the risk, right? Yeah. She took yeah. the risk. And uh, I think that in itself is like, just, you know, just take the risk. What's What can happen? You Anyway, like she didn't have a lot to lose. So, uh, and it turned out to be the best thing. So I'm so happy for her. That's very, very inspiring. It is. I, I, I do want to have a consult with her if she can help me here. Keep my, I have never been able to keep an orchid alive. Like, can you believe that? Really? An orchid, an orchid. Orchids are tough. No, but they're really orchids low maintenance. Orchids not a low bar. Orchids are high bar. They, 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 they really? special food. Oh yeah. Orchids are super hard. They have See, special I don't know food, that. special light, special water, the right amount of water. Orchids are really hard. However, when orchid loses all its flowers, it's actually not dead. They do come back. Oh, God. Like, I thought so they were low maintenance. Kill or- sometimes people throw orchids out before they're actually dead. I mean, just imagine the orchids going, I'm not dead yet. But, yeah, they're just, they're not their flowers. <laughs> but you haven't necessarily killed it. But orchids are super hard. So don't don't be too oh, hard on yourself. Yeah. That makes me feel better because I was like, God, like, I, I always thought orchids were low maintenance. You only water them once in two, three weeks. And no, you no, give them, like, in a hard. shade. And yeah. I was like, okay, great, Neha. So now I have snake plant. Because it needs nothing. Like, it's really, really well, low maintenance. Yeah, well, you know, succulents are easy, right? So get cacti or get like a bonsai tree. Those are easy. Yeah, I like snake plant because it also purifies the air. So yeah, now okay. it's like snake plants. But hey, great story. Thank you for that. So it's never too late to adapt. Never too late. Never yeah. too late to no. Thanks for Make sure. a second impression. So, all right. Yeah. So let's let's do let's do a breathing exercise. I'm looking forward to our inspirational breathing exercise today. So I'm yeah, we're going to do something called the alternate nostril breath. Have you ever tried that? No. So it's very simple, alternate nostril breath. So we're going to alternate between breathing from one nostril at a time. Okay. And um, so it's a very it, appropriate name. 
It's a very appropriate name, yes. And it's actually there's like in the Vedic philosophy, there's a whole subject of just breathe like on nostrils. Like there's so much to study on just nostrils. But um, what it does is it balances the left and the right brain activity. So uh, it's going to help you, uh, you know, if you're too left, you know, if you're too like logical thinking, it's going to help you call in that creative side of you. If you're too creative, then it's going to help you balance it out and use that network, which is going to help you be more, a little bit more logical. So, awesome. okay. uh, so it's very simple. Let's get started. And this is a breath that has no contraindication. So everybody can do it, do it anytime. So okay. let's sit up nice and tall and place your left palm on your left thigh, open to the ceiling and bring your right index finger and middle finger, place it in between your eyebrows. Take a normal deep breath in through both the nostrils. Close the right nostril with the thumb. Breathe out through the left. And keeping the right closed, breathe in through the left. Close the left with the ring finger. Breathe out through the right. Keeping the left closed, breathe in through the right. Close the right, out through the left. In through the left, close the left, breathe out through the right, in through the right, close the right, out through the left, and continue breathing out and in from one nostril at a time, and make your breath long, gentle, and smooth and make it more effortless relax the body keep your full focus on the breath if the mind is wavering bring it back to the breath In through the left, close the left, out through the right, in through the right, close the right, out through the left, in on the left, close the left, out on the right, in on the right. Close the right, out on the left, and continue a few more rounds on your own. Make the breath effortless, gentle, and long. And the next time you breathe out of the left nostril, you can relax the right palm, keep your eyes closed. Place your palm on your thigh, open to the sky. And just for a moment, bring your attention inwards. And notice 
the state of your mind. Notice how you're feeling inside. Take a normal deep breath in. And slow breath out. Relax. And breathe in again. Bring your palms together. Rub them. Generate some heat. Place them on your eyes. Let the eyes absorb the heat. And when you're ready, you can open the eyes. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah, it's a very calming. I've done that before. That was crazy. It was, it was a really calming breath. Very calming. Yeah. Holy smokes. I love that. <laughs> it's interesting. One of the problems with breathing is sometimes we hyperventilate. And then that triggers panic, anxiety, physiology reactions, and then off we go, right? Um, but that closing one, opening one, closing one, it's sort of it's so deliberate, and it feels like you're not really able to like over oxygenate. So it's a really, it's a really neat way of breathing deeply, but not getting yourself triggered. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's wow. very effective. Well, Nehani, last thoughts for today? Yeah, no, I just want to leave everyone with this thought that you know we're all it's just a challenging time for humanity in general right mm -hmm. like even if you're not in india and in an acute crisis it's just hard to see fellow humans suffer or it's like hey i've been in the year of a lock like lockdown like how's life going to look like and just like going back to the story you shared you know um i i believe that every person is resilient and yeah. every person can adapt and we've adapted and that's how we were here. So if you're there and if you're feeling a little low or not sure what to do, just take the risk, you know, just take that risk and see what happens. I, I'm sure, like, I feel like there's no harm in taking the risk and more often than not, you'll be positively surprised by the outcome. So... I, I want to leave people feeling a little inspired because, you know, it can be a little not so pleasant outside these days. So yeah. you can do well, I it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you. That was a great, great Monday episode. I enjoyed that tremendously. And I'll see you next week. See you next week. And All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Neha, the breath yogi, and me, Grad Khan, for the CXM experience. And I'll see you next time.